are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business. Joined as always by my fifth co-host. We got Chevin Nooney and Nate Christian. Gentlemen, good evening. Or good morning, depending on when this is being listened to. Or good afternoon. Or guten tag. Wow. The way wow. you said hi to start hi. off the show, it was like you were like Steve from Blue's Clues or something. <laughs> yeah. Very welcoming. Yeah, I mean, I felt very welcomed. These Same. are the things that happen when you are teetering on the brink of exhaustion. <laughs> Your mind just stops working. Not Can you imagine? Very good. Can you so, imagine what Mike would say if he wasn't exhausted? Oh, that's that's the, what I want to hear. He'd be wilding. He would be wilding. <laughs> we would all be bugging. Rewinders, we need your help, though. We, we need 500 reviews in the next few months, or Sean will not go to the expo. Oh and my gosh! Those 500 reviews need to be done before the expo. It was in August. Yeah, please August help us way. out. Share to your friends. Share to all your people. We need to get Sean to can. Yeah, yeah, the the state of Connecticut said that we weren't allowed to take Sean out of the state without 500 reviews between now and August. And if you give us a good review, I will text you Sean's phone number so you can tell him personally I gave the Dynasty Rewind a good review. So I will do I do want to say it for whatever reason is better if you do it on Apple Podcasts. That's what the charts seem to go through more. Why does that matter? I'll tell you why. More visibility for us means more ability to make better content for you. So it's a review on Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. All those things cost you $0, but if you want to spend a little bit of money and support us even more, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Three tiers, $1 gets you in the Discord chat, which is always, always just filled with so many good things. $5 bumps you up. It gets you the chat, written content, and bonus podcasts, which are coming three times a week. It's going to go down to two times a week. Dan's show is going to be over soon after the Super Bowl. No more prop bets to make, so... No more DFS. So until next year, and then the $10 tier gets you all that stuff. It gets you an exclusive chat and something else. Well, it gets you Sean's, phone, you, number. Sean's phone number, of course. Yep. And when you do the $10 and you do it for a yearly, that's another way you get a team audit. So, and rankings. There we go. Oh, yeah, because the rankings are incredible because Sean has put together an incredible notion page with our rankings and little sneak peek right here. We're going to be dropping the Dynasty Rewind rookie grades, like film grades soon. Okay? Takes every single inch of it. That is true. And my awesome. rankings get updated every Sunday night. So, Look at you go. Yes. Although right now there's not a ton of movement, but I have a feeling that after the draft, we're going to be updating rankings like crazy. And I'll tell you why, because every single year there is a sleeper that pops out of nowhere and you never saw it coming unless you listen to this podcast. So part two, rookie sleepers that you need to know about right now. And hey, this week has been a common theme too. These are all senior bowl players. And you know, I saw somebody on Twitter saying that, um, these are all blue collar guys, blue chip guys. They don't matter. Blah, blah, blah. Look, Jalen Hurts was a senior bowl guy. 
And of course, there are misses at the Senior Bowl. Drew Locke was a Senior Bowl guy too. Justin Herbert was a Senior Bowl guy. Justin Herbert was a Senior Bowl guy. So I have news for you. Just because a guy takes a little bit longer to develop doesn't mean that he can't develop into something great. Aaron Rodgers didn't play his first couple years. He could be a Hall of Fame quarterback. So let's talk about some sleepers. Chef, we're going to start off with you. Chase Brown from the University of Illinois. I did see somebody or hear somebody say that his competition wasn't good. Played in the Big Ten, ever heard of it. But Chef, tell us what you think about Chase Brown. And also, by the way, his twin brother plays on the team. I think he's a safety. Mm-hmm. They're yep. both senior bowl. Cool storyline. I love the senior bowl so much. But Chef, go ahead. And did you know there's going to be brothers playing in the Super Bowl? I, I mean, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, Chase Brown, man. I really love oh, what man. he brings. I mean, he's got great vision and a lot of good patience. He waits for the holes to open up. And when he sees that, he uses an acceleration to get through those. And, you know, one thing I like most about him is just his body contact. Like, or sorry, his contact balance. Like, the guy finds a way to just bounce off tacklers, even though he's not the biggest running back. He's a guy that uses his height to his advantage. He stays low, bounces off those, and continues to keep his feet churning, which I know Mike likes a lot. And, you know, the good thing is his hands. He's got good hands as well. He might not have the best route running, but this is a guy that we can count on to catch passes out of the backfield moving forward. And, you know, he, he really is a guy that opened up a lot for Illinois this last year. I mean, Illinois is not known for football, really, it seems like these days. I mean, they just have not had very good running back talent. I think the last one I can remember is like Rashard Mendenhall, and that was a long, long time ago. It was a very and, long time ago. You know, he he's produced well. And like I said, his patience, his vision, his contact balance, his hands, those are all things that I really love about Chase Brown. He's a guy that, you know, maybe didn't have the best college production, but in the last few last two seasons, I mean, he had a really good end of his years. I mean, he had a great college career for a guy from Illinois. I mean, he has way better talent going against him than people give him credit. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in the Big 12, yeah, maybe we can talk a little <laughs> bit. But the Big 10 is no slouch. I mean, those guys are always – they're always in the top four teams, like – you have your SEC and you have your Big Ten, it seems like. So those are the people that are saying that, you know, I would I would advise you to to watch some film because Chase Brown shows that he plays against a lot of good talent. The only rusher in Illinois history to rush for a thousand yards in back to back seasons, too, was Chase Brown, which is there great. Also, interestingly enough, he is a fifth year junior. So transferred from Western well, Michigan. Started there. Um, I like Chase Brown a lot too. I don't think that Chase Brown is going to be a running back one at any mm-hmm. point in his career. But if he's a backup to a notable running back who has an injury history, I'm definitely paying attention to Chase Brown for mm-hmm. sure. He does everything well. Chevy, he pretty much hit the nail on the head there. But Nate, what are your thoughts on Chase Brown? Yeah, I, I like Chase Brown. I agree. I don't think he has that. Uh, top upside that we're looking for like with other running backs but I think he gives us a safe floor and he's a guy that I think is going to make it into the NFL I think he's probably an early day three pick I think there's a chance he slides into or not slides raises up into the third round Um, but I think he's more of an early fourth round pick for me because while he's good I think he lacks the elite traits you know I don't think he's a tremendous receiver Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's tremendously athletic either. I think he's a good athlete, but he, I think he kind of lacks that upside that we see with these special guys that can, you know, just 
make 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 us really excited to watch him really yeah um chase brown not that he's boring to watch but i think he kind of just lacks that that special factor that it takes to be really good at the nfl he's more technical i feel like yeah i think he's a very good runner mm-hmm. i think he's very good with his vision and his patience i think he he takes what's given to him mm-hmm. and sometimes a little more but he's not going to miss those opportunities very often yeah, I think he's he's a guy who's going to be a really good NFL player. And I think he, you know, unlike Roshan Johnson, he's a bit more dynamic, decent receiver too. Mm-hmm. Over 500 receiving yards in his career at Illinois. I don't think they're a team that throws to the backs a ton, but yeah. I will say Brett Bielma. I don't know if that's how you say his last name correctly. Um, doing some really good things with the Illinois program. So good for you. You know, I'm also fan of an opposing Big Ten team, so I really don't care. But let's move on, shall we? And we will talk about Kenny McIntosh. I don't know if it's Mac or McIntosh. I don't know. I'm saying Mac because that's what looks right. And he's from Georgia, so he's going to get that Georgia back bump, as they always do. 5'11", 210. I like this dude. I actually like him quite a bit, to be honest with you. I think he has really good vision, good decision-making. He doesn't run into defenders or anything like that. And what's really going to get him paid in the NFL is his receiving ability. Now, there's a guy on this list who we're going to get to a little bit later that I like a little bit better as a what or as a receiving back. But Kenny McIntosh is pretty damn good. Well, Mike, why couldn't he get on the field at Georgia? Well, because Georgia is really freaking good, and some of the guys that they had ahead of him were better collegiate running backs than Kenny McIntosh was. Mm-hmm. We've seen it before. Guys, they get their chance to get in the NFL, and they're actually really freaking good. I think that could be the case. Best case scenario for him is if he is not a running back one on a team, if he's a backup and he gets sprinkled into the rotation, I think as a PPR back, he could have like a Devin Singletary-type ceiling. Nate's agreeing with me, shaking his head no, but agreeing with me. Is that right? (laughs) Right? I mean, I have have Kenny McIntosh graded out to be kind of a fourth-round pick. You know, I think he has that receiving upside, and I like that receiving upside. I don't think he's an incredible receiver. Um, I think I think he is good, not great. I don't think he's a great runner either. I think he's athletic. I don't think he's very powerful. So when you mix all that together and with the production that he had in college, it just kind of arrives at a fourth-round fourth, fourth round pick for me. But, you know, that's not saying he's a bad player. Mm-hmm. You know, a fourth-round pick is – still a pretty decent player. You know, it might not be the RB1, RB2 on your fantasy lineup, but I think Kenny McIntosh can play that uh, PPR role. And because he has that receiving upside, it gives him a little bit more upside in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. So just as it's going to depend on the situation, because once you get into day three draft capital, if that's what he ends up with, it becomes very situational. Um, if he has an open path to being that third down running back, I'm interested in Kenny McIntosh. If he doesn't, and he's going to have to jump over other people to get there, I'm probably going to be out. All right, well, let's see where he goes. But, Chev, what are your, do you have anything to add to Kenny McIntosh? Yeah, I kind of have him on that, that teeter-totter of third, fourth-round pick, I think, right now. And, you know, there's a lot of times where I see him just getting tackled by the safety, not putting really a move mm-hmm. on him to get past him and get that touchdown speed going. Uh, I don't know if he's the fastest running back either. He has a good burst, but, you know, that kind of worries me, like, if, if you don't have that home run speed to get to the end zone and we're picking you third, fourth round, like, I don't know what your fantasy value is going to look like in the NFL. I mean, I think there's some good, some good traits in the passing game. I think he could 
do some damage there, but running the football, I'm not really sold on him quite yet. Mm-hmm. Obviously we have a lot more time to go, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys. Like, eh, he's good, but also there's things I want to see better. I want to see better moving forward. Yeah, I think, you know, he has some decent agility and change of direction, but I think he really excels when he is a straight line runner. Yep, That's when his burst really shows up. I don't think he has the greatest vision. So I think when he has a path, he can take advantage of it and get down the field. But I don't think he's a guy that's going to create a lot of yards by himself. Yeah. You know, and when you're when you're throwing screens, you want a guy that can create yards. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how many yards Kenny McIntosh is going to create that aren't given to him. Now, if he gets the blocking like he did at Georgia, yeah, he can take advantage of that and get down the field. But I worry about what's going to happen when he's not in such a great situation. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on and let's talk about a guy the community is kind of all over the place about, and that is SMU wide receiver Rasheed Rice, six foot, 200 pounds. Nate, would you kick it off for me? Yeah, Rasheed Rice. How about him? You know, I was watching him. You know, he's not six foot three like, like he was listed at the college website. He's actually six foot, but he's 200 pounds. So he's got some good thickness to his frame. He's a pretty physical guy. He's strong. You know, he's not scared of contact at all. He is more than willing to put his head down and ram himself into four defenders. If that's what it takes to get the extra two yards that he's going to get. Um, the, he's good with the contested catches. You know, he's he, like I said, he's physical. So he, he uses that to his advantage at the catch point. He has pretty good body control. He tracks the ball well over his shoulder. He can make some pretty incredible catches. But I worry about the separation that he creates or mm-hmm. – lack thereof yeah and maybe two years ago i would have loved rashi rice because i didn't think that you needed to create so much separation if you were able to create you know windows contested catch situations and he's a decent route runner but i think he lacks the elite athleticism if he had that i would be more willing to you know overlook the separation issues but i don't think he's an incredible athlete so he's not going to create a lot of yards after the catch it's not going to create a lot of separation. So outside of maybe, hey, maybe if this if this guy's Michael Gallup, that's fine. But just let's let's that's kind of my expectation. You know, I don't expect Rashi Rice to go out there and become a top 15, 20 wide receiver. I think with Rashi Rice, you're getting what I have graded out to be a third round pick and a guy that can play the X receiver position for a team, make some plays down the field, win some first downs, and overall maybe be a flex. Uh, on a on a you know semi weekly basis, but that's kind of what I'm at with Rashi Rice. I graded him out as a fourth round pick. Slow off the line, can't separate, not fast. Yeah, not much after the catch. And I noticed too a lot of times when he does have the ball in his hand, he's trying to make the, a move. He really the ball just hangs down real low, yeah. and you know mm-hmm. at SMU when you're playing against Lamar College, that might be fine, but in the NFL playing against the San Francisco 49ers, that's going to be a fumble. Yeah. Right? If I saw Rashid, a couple of fumbles on film. Yeah, yeah, there was. If Rasheed Rice is chilling at the 307, 308, yep. But I'm not going to overdraft this guy. There's other guys that I'd rather take a chance on. Chev, your thoughts on Rasheed? Yeah, I mean, Nate brings up a good point. Like two years ago, we would – Probably love this guy, a Des Bryant kind of player that, you know, goes up and makes incredible plays. He can just track the ball well and make good contested catches. But we, we realize, like, you know, those guys we can't always count on. They're not the most reliable guys that we can put in our rosters. 
and I, I'm in the same boat as you guys. Like I put happy feet on routes, which helps the defenders. I just see them sticking to him so easily because he really isn't being decisive with what he wants to do. He's letting them know exactly what I'm doing. And a lot of the times it's his routes just running outside and hoping his, hoping his quarterback throws one up to him. Like I don't see too much route running and burst off the line that I want to see, especially with a guy from SMU. I'm not saying that they don't have the best talent, but I want to see more when I'm watching these guys. I want to see them dominate the teams that they're playing against, and I just do not see that with Rasheed Rice at the moment. It's the route running for me. It just seems lazy at points, and that's not going to give me any fantasy points moving yeah. forward. And the ball was on the fl- the ball was on the turf a good amount. There was games where two fumbles, one fumble. Like I just, mm-hmm. it's just not for me right now. I think he's at- I think he does have some athletic traits to make big plays and. That will get him shooting up boards, but the, the route running is just not going to work in the NFL. Yeah. Let's move on to our next guy, and that is Oklahoma running back Eric Gray. Five foot nine. And people say five foot nine is not good enough. Short Kings stand up, but he is a stout 210 pounds. Look, Eric Gray played at Tennessee for a couple years, for two years, and then he transferred to Oklahoma. Last year, that looked like it was going to be a disaster. Then he came back for his senior year, and he amassed, yes, he amassed, 1,366 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns and 229 receiving yards on 33 catches, no touchdowns through the air. However, I am a huge fan of Eric Gray. I have him graded out as a third-round pick, Nate. My wilding, or I think that's a great spot for Eric Gray. You know what? I care what I say here because I like Eric Gray. I like a good deal. I think he's really physical, strong runner, decisive, elusive, but he just uses strength to get away from people. He has a really good mix of power, speed, agility, elusiveness, and vision. I like everything he brings to the table. I think he was a third-round pick. He's a super good value for any team. I think he's good enough to supplant an aging veteran on a team. Like if he got drafted to the Dallas Cowboys, he could have a Tony Pollard-esque role in that offense right away, especially with Ezekiel Elliott not looking like the Ezekiel Elliott that we know and love to hate in the past. I don't want to see him go to a convoluted place like Miami or San Francisco or New England you know, or Buffalo tries to throw another mid-round draft pick and running back. <laughs> oh, just draft the running back in the first round. And just get it over with. Please, by all means, put us out of our misery. Misery. So that's what I think. I like Eric Gray. A really good deal. Should be on your radar. Nate, I think you disagree with me on some of this. Which is fine. So, You're allowed to be wrong. So I have Eric Gray graded out right on the line of third and fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm pretty good with that because I like a lot of his traits. He's quick. He's a good pass catcher. He's very patient mm-hmm. with his running. And I love that. I love, I love a good patient runner. Yep. So I like that about Eric Gray. A little, I don't think he's as powerful as maybe we're hoping that he is. No, he's definitely a solid, solid guy, five foot nine, two ten. But I don't know if he brings the the power that you're going to really need at the NFL level. I mean, he's, he's decent at it, but he's not going to make a difference with it. Mm-hmm. And all that together, I see Chase Edmonds. And, hey, Chase Edmonds on the Arizona Cardinals was a lot of fun. 
Chase Edmonds on the Miami Dolphins, maybe not so much fun. But on the Arizona Cardinals, fun. And I think Eric Gray, depending on the situation he goes to, he would could easily be lost in the mix. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think he could absolutely have a role like Chase Edmonds did in Arizona yep. when Kenyon Drake was there, when James Conner was there. I think he can do that kind of thing. Chev, anything to add to my favorite running back? By the way, Bob has him graded higher. He has him graded as a second-round pick. Bob loves Eric Gray, and he and was very Bob, sad when I said Chase right? Hard hands. Do it. How do I? You're you your... backwards, number one. <laughs> that looks good. There you go. I had to practice. <laughs> You'll get there. I, I like Eric. I do like Eric Gray, though. I think Mike. I think you actually have him as a second round pick as well. It looks like six point six four. So that's right that's up there. Round pick. Second Ooh. round. Michael uh, third round. My bad. No, oh yeah. But... Then me and Bob, we know what's up. Yeah, see, <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are the smart ones, apparently. Me and Chev are the same place, though. Yeah, we're about third, fourth round. I, I do like what he brings. I think he has a lot of versatility to where he's able to juke players out, and then a lot of it too. For me, I like. Is like he waits almost to like the last second to set up defenders. Mm-hmm. And to me, he's not trying to do too much early on. He waits and sees what he's going to get, and then he puts on a move, which I really do like. I think he is shifty. He's got good hands out of the backfield. And like Nate, I don't think he's super physical. I think he uses his shiftiness more, which I think he's just bumping off contact at that point, which is it's great. He's not taking a lot of big hits, it seems like. Um, but, you know, I, I just don't see the speed that I want to see either. He's a shifty guy, but the speed to me is just isn't there. Um, I just don't see him being a guy that is going to command a backfield. Chase Edmonds is probably pretty close. I, I wrote down Jalen Warren. If he got a Jalen Warren type role, I would be pretty happy with that. Love so, so much. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be good for him to be a number two in an offense where he doesn't have to be the dude, doesn't have to run in between tackles a lot, can just be a guy that gets space and uses that versatility really well. And he's good with the ball in his hand and going through the tackles. I, I think he's got incredible patience and vision to yeah. see what's going in front of him. And that I do like that about him. I just don't know how well his speed and whatnot is going to transition and the physicality. I, I think he has a little bit. He uses it when he needs to, but it's going to be really, really physical when he gets to the NFL, and I just don't know how well he'll deal with that. Yeah, you know, Chev, you talk about his patience, his vision. I talked about how much I love his patience. You talk about how he sets up defenders uh, to cut it upfield. I think Eric Gray, you know, I'm, I'm not one to just say, hey, throw every running back into the 49er Shanahan system, but Eric Gray is another guy that fits that one cut. Oh, you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> well, you have guys that, that play, you know, one one cut style. They, they go outside, they, you know, get behind the tackle, mm-hmm. and then they wait for the opening and get up. And – you know, Eric Gray does it really, really well. And that's what he did this year. That's why he produced so well this year at Oklahoma, despite Oklahoma really not looking that great, is yeah. he had that patience where he kept the linebacker to the point where the linebacker is on the outside shoulder of the tackle. And Eric Gray still has the ability to shift up the field, get inside the tackle, and get those six, eight yards with his acceleration. I think he has great burst, but I do question the long speed as well, like Chef said. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was thinking at work today, like this is the time of year we're scouting these guys and trying to anticipate where they're going. And then like some of these guys that we're talking about, probably not right now at this point in the season, but a little bit later on is going to be like, you know, remember talking about Jerry on Ely and Letty Brown and Tyler Beatty and guys like this. And it's just like, that's what I love about this time of the year. I love scouting these guys and just having that conversation. It's just a lot of fun. 
Um, one person that you know, we talked a lot. Hasty McTasty. Oh, he had some pretty Keep good games up. this year. He, he he, when he gets in the game, he does his thing. That's, I'm, up, I'm, I'm happy for that one. The Hasty McTasty. I'm gonna love that guy to the end. Good backup to Travis McCann, man. Like, yeah, I like him yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just it's this is a fun time of the year. But let's look at our last prospect today in the next running back in the Kyle Shanahan system as per Nate. And that's tight end Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. Oh, wait, no, he's not a running back. He's a tight end. So <laughs> Luke Musgrave from Oregon State. Shocker. Ooh. He might be my number two tight end in the class right now. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are saying uh, Dalton Kincaid. And I love Dalton Kincaid. Do not get me wrong. I think he is lit. Someone tell me if I use that word right. Sounded good. Sounded good. It's okay. Nice. All right, moving on. I like him a lot. Again, we're talking about a collegiate tight end, not named Kyle Pitts, so he has enough speed, nothing spectacular. Mm -hmm. Physical, surprisingly athletic for his frame, but what I will say is this. He has this uncanny ability when he releases off the line of scrimmage. You know, you're just running the, the drag route, like right along the line mm-hmm. there. He just like dips down and gets lost in the coverage mm-hmm. and he gets open. And I've seen him make some really athletic over the shoulder catches, you know, tracking the ball, but yet reaching out yeah. and just he makes some really good catches. He's just really solid and dependable. But I think given some time in an NFL offense, that's not as kind of boring as Oregon State's was. I think he could be something, you know, I, I, I tend to find these guys every year. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the Greg Dulcich's Daniel Bellinger's he's my next guy. Keep your eyes on Sam Laporta too. We'll be talking about him at some point. Although Nate, he might Sam Laporta might not be as under the radar as we thought, but yeah. if you want to know more about that, slide on over to Patreon. Yes. Sean says on the tight end whisper, they called me yeah, that works so well with Jay Sternberger. Oh, Okay, how do I remove people from here? So, anyway, Luke Musgrave (laughs) might be my my tight end two in the class as of right now. Still more scouting to be done, of course. Um, Chev, let's kick it to you. Were you able to find anything to watch on him by chance? Because I know you said you're having troubles at first. Yeah, you get two games from this year. And this is actually a guy I was looking at in Debbie um during the season because you know you're looking for a tight end that could just do anything in Debbie, it seems like and this guy was somebody i was looking at and then he got injured and just never came back so i just never i couldn't stash him because i didn't have enough roster space for him but he's a guy that he does have some talent i mean i don't see him being a big yak guy i see him just being a catch and kind of get down be hit and go down kind of guy but i think there is some talent there i mean you see some decent route running with him I honestly like to wait to look at tight ends really in depth until after the draft. That way I can see them in drills, how they block. I mean, there's a lot of guys that you throw them blocking and they just don't know how what they're doing. Like Jelani Woods last year, he, we saw the athletic ability he had in the film, and then we see that he can block as well. And that kind of transitions to the NFL where he had a good season for a, a tight end. We don't see these tight ends just blow up right away. You got to wait a few years. So being patient with these guys. I do like Luke Musgrave, though. I think he does have some talent. I mean, when they needed a big play, they threw the ball to him, and yeah. he made some big plays down the field as well. He's not just a short route guy. He can catch deep passes as well. So I do like him. I think he's got a lot of talent. I uh, got to see a little bit more, though. I look forward to watching the the combine and seeing kind of how he produces 
with those guys, how he interacts with those guys and what he can do there. One last thing to add before Nate talks about him. There were t- his physicality was a little inconsistent. I did see him get pushed around a little bit sometimes mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to push around in the Pac-12, you're going to get pushed around in the NFL. So he's got to shore that up a little bit. I don't know yeah. if it's a mechanics thing with blocking or whatever it is. But Nate, tell me hey. why I'm correct to have him as my tight end too in the class. The Pac-12 is as good as it's ever been, and I believe the Pac-12 is actually the third best conference in college football right now. So Big Ten, SEC, Pac-12? SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12. Oh, you're going to you're gonna do uh, the conference that has Rutgers dirty like that, man? Sheesh. Uh, Rutgers or Vanderbilt? Which one are we going with here? Which one's worse? Rutgers. <laughs> they need to play next season. <laughs> you know what? I If they if – they, Chev, if Rutgers and Vanderbilt ever plays in Jersey, I'm going, dude. I, I can't not witness that <laughs> shit show spectacular. We'll pack up and everybody just shows up. Hey, yes. Vanderbilt kind of looked good this year. Let's give him credit where credit's they, due. They look uh, Luke Musgrave, he looked really good this year in the two games he played. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see him play in many more games after that. But, but I like what he brings to the table. You know, he's he's rather athletic. He's got a good frame, long, long arms. Really helps him win it the catch point contested catches like we talked about already the ability to track the ball make the catch over his shoulder down the sideline you know obviously a really good pass catching tight end i think he's going to be valuable in fantasy football i think he's going to be a guy i'm targeting in the third round mm-hmm. um i think he gets day two draft capital i have him graded out currently at a late second early third round pick in the nfl draft uh, so i do think he gets that day two draft capital some people have him in the top 50 um on their big board. So I, I, he's probably looking at second round draft capital as long as he tests well at the NFL draft. And he's a guy I'm definitely going to have my own. I think he could be a similar player to like Greg Dalsich, um with, with his ability to get open and find space. Mm-hmm. By Greg Dalsich now while you can, by the way, hopefully yeah. he can do something in the Sean Payton offense and hopefully Russ can cook, but um, we'll see or not. I really don't care. Well, I do because I do own a lot of stuff from. I do roster a lot from the Denver Broncos. You got a lot of Cortland Sutton still, don't you? Um, not as much as I used to, but that's also because I'm not in as many leagues as I used to be in. I'm trimming back. So yeah, Mike's like, oh, this league I have Cortland Sutton, yep. orphan, leave last. One on one, orphan. Yep. Well, gentlemen, that is, ladies and gentlemen, if there's any ladies that listen to us, you can give us a review, too. You can also sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Like I talked about before, Discord, bonus pods, rankings, all sorts of good stuff. Head on over. Hope to see you there. we got over 100 patrons. We have plenty more room for you. So if you want to hear or look at everything from our great sponsors, link is in the description of this podcast. Until next time, everybody, for Nate and Chev, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening. Remember, give us that review. Hashtag bring Sean to Canton. 500. Let's go. See you next week, everybody. Pew, pew.